Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Alexa. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallion. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Friday. It's time for another edition of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live. How is everybody doing out there? Yes, I can't believe we made it to Friday, and I know a lot of you are wondering where's the show's gone. You know, the last time I did a show on Tuesday. Don't worry, I got you covered. Like Carl Lewis said after he sang the National Anthem, I'll make up for it. Hey everybody, this is episode 797. We've got a jam-packed show. Going to go the full hour, no guest. lot to cover, including Del McGee being named the new head football coach at Georgia State. we got the Chattahoochee Valley Sports Hall of Fame induction ceremony on Saturday. But not to be outdone by the Georgia Sports Hall of Fame induction ceremony tonight in Macon. Georgia Alabama Sports Live is going to be in Macon Friday and Saturday. We've got second round playoff games in Georgia. We've got final four games in Alabama. This is going to be an incredible show. You might want to strap in for an hour. Let's talk some sports in the Chattahoochee Valley. It is the sports beat. Let's do this dance. I'm so excited to announce the first story on the sports beat that dropped yesterday. Remember, I didn't do a show yesterday. I aired the interview with Coach Dusty Purdue, which, by the way, he is being inducted into the Chattahoochee Valley Sports Hall of Fame, along with four other members. Del McGee is one of those members. And the news broke that the former run game coordinator of the University of Georgia, Del McGee. You remember Del McGee? He led the Carver Tigers to a state championship in 2007. Coached the Tigers from 2005 to 2012. He is now the new head football coach of Georgia State. And I am excited about this move. Look out because he can recruit He brought back running back U to the University of Georgia. Great running backs that he recruited to Georgia, including Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle, DeAndre Swift, James Cook, Zamir White. Just, oh man, I'm excited. Del McGee is the new head football coach at Georgia State. And uh, this has been a long time coming. This is long overdue. He was the interim coach for one game at Georgia Southern. He's proven that he can coach as a head coach. I thought he was going to get the Auburn job. But Del McGee, well-deserved. The former Kendrick running back who played at Auburn 
and he really means a lot to the city of Columbus. And I can't wait to see him Saturday morning at the Columbus Trade and Convention Center. Also, Tommy Mac Chambers is part of the 2024 induction class. He was an all-by-city state champion in Alabama in 1966 and also an all-star referee. How about Mason Lampton? He founded the Steeplechase at Callaway Gardens. Also, James Monk Johnson, the former Spencer Green Wave, drafted in the ninth round in 1975 by the San Francisco 49ers. And finally, Coach Dusty Purdue. I'm excited about this class. Coach Purdue, we've called many Glenwood games on Georgia Alabama Sports Live. What can you say? What Coach Purdue has done, not only in basketball, but also in softball. Seven basketball titles, seven softball titles, an overall record of 523 and 188. Recently just won a state championship for the girls. And Coach Dusty Purdue, well-deserved, going into the hall, forever enshrined into the Chattahoochee Valley Sports Hall of Fame. Congratulations to the members. I'm excited that I'm going to be there in attendance as a member of the media as Georgia Alabama Sports Live will be represented very well, the Hall of Fame induction ceremony, tomorrow morning, 10 o'clock, at the Columbus Convention and Trade Center. So tonight, the 68th annual induction ceremony for the Georgia Sports Hall of Fame 2024 class will be held at the historic Macon City Auditorium. And here are some of the inductees. Former Joseph Wheeler standout, played at Cal, played for the Vancouver Grizzlies, Sharif Abdul-Rahim, who is considered one of the greatest basketball players to ever come out of the state of Georgia. He averaged 20 points a game. He was a very underrated NBA player. He ended his career with the Sacramento Kings in 2005, finally made it to the postseason. How about former Kansas City Chiefs safety Eric Berry, one of the hardest-hitting safeties, not only at Creekside, but also when he went to the University of Tennessee and injuries cut his NFL career short, but he was a special safety. The most memorable moment I remember, the Falcons were playing the Chiefs, and Eric Berry, in front of his hometown, ran back a two-point conversion to flip the score, and that was the difference of the game. Eric Berry was a difference maker out on the gridiron. How about Chris Carpenter? From Gainesville, he was an All-State in baseball, football, and basketball. And he was named Georgia's High School Athlete of the Year in 1984. He also played for the University of Georgia. In 1991, he went 10-4 with a 4-2-3 earned run average for the St. Louis Cardinals. And he would spend an additional four seasons between Florida, Texas, and Milwaukee before retiring. Not to be confused with the other Chris Carpenter who played for the Cardinals, who won two World Series titles. Uh, I had to look that guy up. He's actually from New Hampshire. But Chris, that's spelled C-R-I-S, making it to the Georgia Sports Hall of Fame. Congratulations. How about Thomas Davis Sr.? He was just an outstanding 
four-sport athlete at Randolph Clay down in Cuthbert, Georgia. He played for Georgia. He was all SEC in 2004, drafted by the Carolina Panthers in the 14th overall pick in 2005, 14 seasons playing linebacker. He had to overcome three ACL tears. He was a three-time Pro Bowl selection, first-team All-Pro in 2015. Remember, that was the year they went to the Super Bowl, and then uh, he also played for the L.A. Chargers and the Washington football team. Claude Felton, who recently retired from the University of Georgia, he was the sports information director since 1979, and uh, he was regarded one of the best by his peers. Many awards during his career. Senior Associate Athletic Director and Sports Communications at the University of Georgia. Paul Johnson, probably Georgia Tech's greatest coach ever. I mean, he ran the triple option to perfection, led the Georgia Southern Eagles to Division I AA championships in 1985 and 1986. He would go on to lead Georgia Southern to a total of five national championships at the Division I-A level. And then he came to Georgia Tech in 2008 after leaving Navy to lead Georgia Tech to a 10-win season. Great season in 2009. Also led them to an Orange Bowl appearance in 2014. He also was inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame in 2023. So, hey, Paul Johnson, congratulations. All right, Brian McCann out of Duluth High. He was drafted by the Atlanta Braves in the 2002 MLB draft and was a very good catcher for the Braves. He made his debut in 2005 and he was an NL All-Star MVP in 2010. He was part of that core group with Freddie Freeman and Jason Hayward. And then in 2014, got traded away to the Yankees. He won a World Series with the Houston Astros in 2017. He returned to Atlanta for a final season in 2019. Uh, 15 long years where he had 282 home runs, 1,018 runs batted in, and he batted 262. Was a very good catcher. And finally, Wendy White Prosa, a dominating junior tennis player in the state of Georgia. She earned the number one ranking for the 16 and under and 18 under categories. And she was inducted to the Georgia Tennis Hall of Fame in 1996. And she also played on the WTA Tour from 1978 to 1990. And she played in the Grand Slams and was ranked in the top 100 singles for 12 straight years. In 1982, she was ranked 19th in the world. So congratulations to all the inductees for the 68th Annual Georgia Sports Hall of Fame Induction Ceremony FanFest is open to the public, and it is free of charge Saturday evening. They will close out the weekend with the 68th Annual Induction Ceremony held at the historic Macon City Auditorium. I am excited about that, as Friday evening will be the Jacket Ceremony. 
We also have an autograph session during the afternoon on Saturday for FanFest. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and take the first commercial break of the show. And when I come back, I'm going to break down the second round of these high school basketball playoffs here on the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. You don't want to go anywhere. It's presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live, and we'll be right back. Yeah. Stick around. Active Pest Control offers the best services and prices to protect your home, offering both monthly and quarterly pest control services, plus specific services like bed bugs, German roach, and flea control. Even if you can't see them, insects are all around you 24-7. Active Pest Control wants to be the first line of defense. Active Pest Control, repair, bond, best termite coverage around. Active Pest Control, 34 Jefferson Street, Noonan, 770-954-9941. It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. With your host, me, Ryan O'Neill, each and every morning, right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. After a few drinks, I'm taking it slow. Well, you're not fooling the cop behind you. What? Get ready to pay in point one miles. <sighs> Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Tune in each Sunday morning right here on WQEE 99.1 FM for the key for help from a high with Bishop Daniel Hardaway Sr. of Redemptive Life Worship Center at 9 a.m. Hear the word of God and soak it in. You can join us for our live Sunday service at 10 o'clock a.m. till 12.30 p.m. at Redemptive Life Worship Center at 2265 Highway 54 in Marlin, Georgia. Have a blessed week. We are back here on the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live. I hope you're enjoying your Friday. I know I am. Later on tonight, myself and Thrip Barringer are going to be at First Presbyterian Day for the Pacelli Girls taking on Loganville Christian Academy. Tip-off will be at 6 p.m., and you can catch that on Georgia Alabama Sports Live. Meanwhile, over at Stratford Academy, the Brookstone girls are going to be in action in the Elite Eight as they will be taking on George Walton. And then on Saturday at Tattnall Square Academy in Macon, you got the Pacelli boys. They are going to be taking on the Brookstone Cougars. Three times in a season, these two rivals going at it in the Elite Eight like they did a year ago. And I know that it's hard to beat a team three times. But this is a rivalry of all rivalries that seem to meet in the postseason in just about every sport. 
as these two teams did meet in football. Brookstone finally got over the hump and they beat Pacelli in football. There's a lot of bragging rights on the line. Brookstone was able to get by Bullock Academy on Wednesday night thanks to Chapman Dyke's 18 points. But they're going to have to deal with Jaden's Ford, one of the top scorers in the Tri-City area. And also with the improvement of guys off the bench like Matthew Melvin. AZ Justy has really given it his all. Makai Williams started running the point. Jalen Bush has been a lockdown defender. Pacelli is poised to try to win a state championship in the GIAA. That is the ultimate goal. But it's going to be an exciting game. You can catch it on Georgia Alabama Sports Live. Let's break down some of the other games going on in the Tri-City area as the Harris County girls in the second round taking on Braswell Institute out of Hinesville. You got Hardaway girls taking on the Griffin Lady Bears. It's a rematch of a Final Four matchup last season as Griffin a little bit down this year. They got the number two seed and that's just the way the bracket falls. The Carver girls are hosting Peach County. Now, because of Daresville, the number one seed on the top of the bracket got upset, it doesn't matter where the GHSA coin flip goes. If Carver beats Peach County, they will host an Elite Eight game. How about what Coach Anson Hunley has done with the Carver Lady Tigers getting a convincing win over Harlem on Tuesday? We also have the Spencer Lady Greenwave. After beating Vidalia at home, they advanced to the second round for the second season in a row. But this time, they got to go on the road to face a very tough Dodge County team. Some of the other girls' action. We got Chatko is on the road against Johnson County. And the Taylor County Lady Vikings are hosting Green County. Now, over in Alabama, the Auburn girls are facing Hoover in the Final Four. That game will be on February the 29th. Now let's go over to the boys' bracket. We're going to start with the Carver Tigers that got the very impressive road victory over Academy of Richmond County on Wednesday. They will face Savannah Country Day, and that game is going to be at 5 p.m. tonight. That's another road game for the Carver Tigers. You got the Spencer boys after getting a very impressive win over Windsor Forest. Spencer will host Butler in the second round at Spencer High School. The Callaway Cavaliers, they are hosting South Atlanta. So if Callaway wins and Spencer wins, they will be meeting each other in the Elite Eight. And you know me, I love when Chattahoochee Valley teams meet up against each other. I would love to see that. Some of the other games as Manchester, they are hosting Towns County. And uh, Manchester was the number three seed. They ended up getting the big upset. And then we got the Central Red Devils in the Final Four on February the 29th, 11.30 in the morning as they are hosting Hoover and the Valley Rams also in the Final Four. They will play on February the 28th as they will take on Fairfield. Highland Home is taking on Lafayette in the Final Four. That game is going to be at 8.30 on February the 26th. That's all the action for the teams that are remaining 
in the Tri-City area. Let's go ahead and just break down the brackets themselves. Let's start with 7A. And we're going to start with the boys. Over in the upper left quadrant, you got Valdosta taking on Campbell. You have Burkmar taking on the defending champions, Joseph Wheeler. Down in the lower left quadrant, Newton is taking on McEachern. Norcross is taking on Buford. Upper right quadrant, Mountain View is taking on Peachtree Ridge. Carrollton taking on Grayson. And down in the lower right quadrant, Walton is taking on Milton. And Pebblebrook is taking on the number four seed Archer as they got the big upset over Camden County. Let's go to girl 7A. Upper left quadrant, Colquitt County is taking on Campbell. Lambert taking on Cherokee. Newton taking on South Paulding. North Gwinnett taking on Buford. The right side of the quadrant, North Cobb taking on North Cross. McEachern is taking on Grayson. Walton taking on Milton. And then Carrollton is taking on Lowndes. 6A boys, North Atlanta taking on Grovetown. Alpharetta is taking on Alexander. Maris taking on Woodward Academy. Pope taking on Douglas County. Got some upsets here. Douglas County was a number four seed. And North Atlanta was a number three seed. Let's go to the right side of the quadrant. Riverwood probably got the biggest upset of this tournament. They beat Lee County 87-84. Riverwood's a number four seed. They are taking on Evans. Woodstock is taking on South Paulding. You've got Jonesboro taking on St. Puy ex-Catholic. And Langston Hughes is taking on Sprayberry. 6A Girls. Veterans is taking on Brunswick. Rome is taking on Langston Hughes. St. Puy's ex-Catholic is taking on Woodward Academy. Sequoia taking on North Forsyth. Now to the right side of the bracket. Tift County taking on Glen Academy. River Ridge is taking on New Manchester. Marist is taking on Lakeside. Pope taking on South Paulding. 5A boys. The matchup is set in the upper left quadrant as it will be Bradwell Institute taking on Eagles Landing. Eagles Landing ended Northside's season as they defeated them 100-39 on Wednesday. And then down in the bottom of the bracket, Hiram is taking on Tri-Cities. You have Tucker taking on Jones County, as Jones County did defeat McIntosh. Greater Atlanta Christian is taking on Jackson, a number four seed, getting a big upset over Clark Central. Moving over to the right side of the bracket where Dutchtown ends Harris County season with the 78-16 win Statesboro. Defeats ML Keene. So it's Dutchtown versus Statesboro. You got the defending champions, Kell, still alive as they're taking on Chapel Hill. And then you got Decatur taking on Warner Robbins. Warner Robbins was the number three seed, got the road victory over Northgate. And then another number four seed upset. North Springs ends up beating Cartersville, and they will take on Winder Barrow. 5A girls. Statesboro taking on Union Grove. Kell is taking on Jackson. Bradwell Institute taking on Harris County. Remember, Harris County got the 76-71 victory over Warner Robins. Bradwell Institute was a number three seed. They defeated Decatur 58-24. to 
Down in the bottom of the quadrant, Cartersville is taking on Jefferson. Over on the right side of the bracket, Ware County is taking on Jones County. Greater Atlanta Christian is taking on Midtown. Arabia Mountain taking on Eagles Landing, who defeated Northside 76-66 on the road on Wednesday. Dalton is taking on Creekside. 4A boys. Riverdale got the 46-43 victory over Hardaway on Wednesday. A very close game. Hardaway was hosting a playoff game. And Riverdale, the number three seed, comes in for the win. They will play the number one seed, Baldwin, out of Milledgeville. Down in the bottom of the bracket, we have Westminster taking on McDonough. The Syrup Makers of Cairo get a road victory over Troop County, 78-71. Troop County was hosting their first playoff game since 2012. But the Syrup Makers, who got upset in the region tournament by Hardaway, they were the best team all year in their region. They just happen to be the number three seed. They are taking on New Hampstead in the second round. Down at the bottom of the bracket, Central Carrollton taking on North Oconee. Over to the right side of the bracket, we've got Spalding taking on Whitewater. Another upset as Whitewater ends up getting the win over Bainbridge, 61-60. And then you got Holy Innocence Episcopal taking on the defending champions, Pace Academy. Westover beats Fayette County 63-60. Another fourth seed getting an upset. Over a Fayette County team that's pretty good, but Westover, a good team that just happened to be the fourth seed because of the region tournament. They will take on Benedictine. Hey, Benedictine's good at basketball too. I mean, we're tired of seeing them win in state championships in football, but uh, they're good at basketball. And then Sonoraville taking on Seckinger. 4A girls, and I'm going to come out and say it. I think the Hardaway Lady Hawks should win the title this year. They're that talented. But let's go over the bracket because you got Trinity Christian that beat Bainbridge to make it to the second round where they take on Baldwin which, according to Sandy Spell, is the number one ranked team. I expect Baldwin and Hardaway to be in the championship. You got Southwest Cab taking on Stockbridge. You got Fayette County, who defeated Shaw on Wednesday, 53-36. They are taking on Burke County, who got by West Lawrence by one point. And then you got Heritage taking on Chestahy. We already talked about the second-round matchup between Griffin and Hardaway. They will await the winner of Luella and Holy Innocence Episcopal, and we will find out what the GHSA coin flip is going to be. Stars Mill gets the 66-34 victory over Westover, but here is the thing that I talked about on the show yesterday, and I went on a rant about it. Because of the brawl by Spalding and Wayne County, I mean, it was an ugly brawl. It went viral. The GHSA decided that neither team is going to advance to the second round to play Stars Mill. So guess what? Stars Mill gets a bye in the second round, and they move on to the Elite Eight, where they will await the winner of North Oconee and Sonoraville. How do you like them apples? That's just the way it is. If you're going to act a fool and be a part of these brawls, you don't deserve to advance in the postseason, and that's all I'm going to say about that. 3A boys. 
Monroe, who looks like one of the top teams in 3A, they are taking on Calvary Day. Lumpkin County taking on the defending champion, Sandy Creek. Man, oh man, I would love to see Monroe and Sandy Creek in the Elite Eight. How cool would that be? The Carver Tigers taking on Savannah Country Day. Now, don't be fooled by their record. They are a number one seed, but Savannah Country Day ended up winning the region tournament. That's how they were able to get the number one seed. I think Carver is more talented. I think they should win another road victory in advance to the Elite Eight, where they will await the winner of Pickens and Hart County. Over to the right side of the bracket, Doherty is still alive. Upson Lee, that's going to be a good matchup. You got Dawson County getting a big upset win over Adairsville. They are taking on Douglas. Cross Creek, they get by Columbus 63-37. Columbus's season comes to an end, but you got to give credit to Coach Carl Ivey Sr., his staff, the Columbus Blue Devils making the playoffs for the first time since 1999. It was just great seeing them in the playoffs. I watched that game on the NFHS Network. We were rooting for the Columbus Blue Devils. There is a hashtag going around. It's Columbus versus everybody. There were so many basketball teams out of Columbus that were in the playoffs this year, and they made this city proud. Cross Creek is going to take on Johnson, and then Gilmer is taking on Hebron Christian. 3A girls. Monroe is taking on Mary Persons. Remember, Monroe was the number two seed in Carver's region. They have A.J. Acree, one of the top freshmen in the nation, taking on a Mary Persons team out of Forsyth, who's the number one seed. Another upset as Franklin County defeats Carver of Atlanta, and they are taking on the number three seed. So the winner of Monroe, Mary Persons, is going to host an Elite Eight game as White County got by Ringgold. Morgan County is taking on Calvary Day as Doherty ends up losing. It's Calvary Day in Morgan County. Pickens taking on Hebron Christian. We got Carver and Peach County and then Hart County and Dawson County. Dawson County was the number four seed that upset Adairsville. So the winner of Peach County Carver will host an Elite Eight game. And then you got Cross Creek taking on Savannah Country Day. Oconee County taking on Wesleyan. 2A girls. You got Sumter County taking on Central. Central of Macon, one of the top teams in 2A. Saw them on Georgia Alabama Sports Live, and they had a very convincing win over the Spencer Lady Green Wave. Now, Sumter County is going to be in the region next year with all these Columbus schools, so you better get ready. You know, they're partying down in America. They know how to play basketball, but they do have a tough task taking on a number one seed. Fanning County is taking on Columbia. You got Josie taking on Brantley County. Model taking on Banks County. Spencer is on the road taking on Dodge County. Athens Academy gets the upset win over the Lady Cavaliers of Callaway, 55-52 in the first round. And they are taking on Mount Perrin Christian. And finally, Butler is taking on Tattnall County. And then Murray County is taking on Union County. Two-way boys. Upper left quadrant. Butler taking on Spencer. South Atlanta taking on Callaway. Yes, I know. If Spencer and Callaway win, 
either one of them is going to host an Elite Eight game. And depending on what the GHSA coin flip is, I know that's the dream matchup. I would love to see Spencer and Callaway face off in the Elite Eight. Let's hope. Fingers crossed. Thompson taking on Toombs County. Walker taking on Athens County. You got Sumter County taking on Southwest. A big shout-out to Columbus Lions quarterback Marcus Brooks, who just continues to promote the Southwest Patriots. We saw them a couple of times on Georgia Alabama Sports Live. Uh, they got a very talented team, and it's going to be a tall order taking on a very talented Sumter County team. North Cobb Christian taking on Columbia. Westside taking on Vidalia. And Eagles Landing Christian Academy taking on Modell. Remember, Elite Eight games will take place on February 27th and 28th. And I am excited about high school basketball, especially since we already got the Final Four already in Alabama. We got second round games coming up this weekend. It should be a lot of fun. And we wish all the schools in and around the Chattahoochee Valley best of luck. And some of them can win a state championship. All right, it's time for another break. We're going to go pay some bills. When we come back, I'm going to talk about the return of the NBA in the second half, college basketball upsets, and Eli Gold is out as the play-by-play announcer for the University of Alabama, and that makes no sense. We'll be right back. Wishbone Fried Chicken is back in a brand new location. 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A here in Noonan. Same great taste. The best chicken around. Fish dinners. Open Monday through Saturday, 10.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Dine in. Take out. It's Wishbone Fried Chicken. Right next door to their former location. Bringing you the best chicken around. So great. Wishbone Fried Chicken, 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A, here in Noonan. Hey, sports fans, it's Rod Peterson here, host of The Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show. Every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern, you'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's the Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Hey, sports fans. Weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time. WQEE. Braves Country is a Southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Help protect your family from flu this season by taking three easy steps. First, get yourself and your family a flu shot. It's quick and can protect you all season. Second, take everyday actions to help prevent the spread of germs like flu. Cover your cough, stay home from work or school if you're sick, and wash your hands often. Third, there are drugs that can treat flu illness. These work best when started early. Learn more at cdc.gov slash fight flu. Welcome back to the Sports Beat with Richard Holders, presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live. Final segment before I get you out of here and you enjoy your weekend. 
I mean, we've got spring training going on. Uh, we do have some games that are happening. We've got the NBA returning from the NBA All-Star Game, which was an absolute joke. It was a travesty of a game, but the NBA was back, and there was a slate of Thursday night games for you. I mean, let's start with some of the games that were headlined. The Los Angeles Lakers, Golden State Warriors, playing without LeBron. Doesn't really matter about a regular season game when he takes the night off. Dallas ends up beating Phoenix. The Celtics end up getting the win over the Chicago Bulls. This was a big game. Thunder beating the Clippers 129-107. to Right now, I believe that Shai Gilgis-Alexander is the MVP. He's the MVP of the league. I mean, Joel Embiid is hurt. I don't see them giving it to Nikolai Jokic. But look at what Shai Gilgis-Alexander is doing. He's only 25 years old. He's averaging 31 points a game. Where did this guy come from? I know he, he came from Canada. We know that he played at Kentucky. I mean, John Calipari does a great job getting Kentucky players to the NBA. He just can't beat LSU, and Kentucky is going to end up being a one-and-done. This two-time All-Star was a first All-NBA first team last year, and I cannot believe, I can't believe that the Los Angeles Clippers traded him away for Paul George. He is an absolute phenomenal player. And I know that it's going to be tough when choosing a most valuable player. And you got to factor in the numbers he's putting up and how valuable he is to his team. Right now, you could say the same thing for Anthony Edwards at Minnesota. But I do believe that Minnesota has more all-stars than OKC. They've got Rudy Gobert. they got Carl Anthony Towns. They just read up Mike Conley Jr. Oklahoma City is really doing it with Shai Gilgis-Alexander. Chet Holmgren's having a nice rookie season because this year is his official rookie season. He was injured all last year. Jalen Williams is a good player, but he is really a 3-and-D type of guy. Josh Giddy, you know, he's averaging 11 points a game. I think that if the Oklahoma City Thunder continue winning like they have been, I do believe that SGA is going to be the 2024 most valuable player. And it seems like they give this award to big men for the longest time. But then, you know, Steph Curry did win the MVP a couple of years ago. And uh, that's really what's great about the NBA. I mean, you've got all these teams in the Western Conference. If anybody that thinks that the Lakers are going to make a move, and I know that they have a good record right now, they're in ninth place. I just don't think that the Lakers are strong enough in the West, especially with all the teams that are at the top of the West. Now, as for the Eastern Conference, I think that if the Boston Celtics do not make it to the NBA Finals, this was an absolute disappointment of a season and it was all for nothing. So I'm excited that the NBA is back. Let's take a look at some of the big college basketball games happening this Saturday. We've got a big game between number two Houston and number 11 Baylor on the road in Waco, Texas. This 
is kicking college basketball off at noon on CBS. You got Alabama taking on Kentucky at 4 p.m. on CBS. Kentucky's reeled a little bit. 18-8. and eight. They lose to LSU. After getting a big win over Auburn on the road, they can't beat LSU in their home gymnasium. I think that they were overlooking LSU. They know that they got a big game against the Alabama Crimson Tide right now, projected to be a number three seed according to the latest bracketology. The Georgia Bulldogs, even though they got a good win over Vanderbilt on the road, taking on a tough Auburn Tigers team at Stegman Coliseum. Tennessee taking on Texas A&M. You have the runners-up from last year, San Diego State, taking on Fresno State. Now, San Diego State is starting to get their push. They're going to get their legs going, and I, I think that San Diego State could make a run again in the NCAA tournament like they did last season. Georgia Tech on the road against Miami, and, you know, I actually give Georgia Tech a chance in this game. Miami got embarrassed by Duke at home. Where is the Miami team that went to the Final Four last year? We can't find them. Uh, Georgia Tech, even though they're 11-16, and 16, they've shown some spots where they can compete, but they've had some bad losses. Losing to Clemson at home, losing to Notre Dame by three, losing to Louisville, losing to Wake Forest by 29 at home. And Georgia Tech is in trouble because you close out the regular season in the ACC right now the only chance that Georgia Tech has to make it to the NCAA tournament they got to win the ACC great win by Kennesaw State over Florida Gulf Coast by the way 74 to 67 and uh, let me tell you something that was a huge win because they did lose to North Florida by one they take on Stetson this Saturday, and then they wrap up the Atlantic Sun regular season against Queens. All right, let's switch gears. Let's talk play-by-play announcing. Because when you think of Alabama football, you think of Eli Gold. Eli Gold is probably the best to ever do it. Incredible announcer. With his signature call, Touchdown Alabama! And I obviously... Cannot do it as good as Eli Gold. What is going on at the University of Alabama? He's not retiring. You let him go. You, you said he's not going to be the play-by-play announcer for the 2024 season. Are you kidding me? I don't understand this. Eli Gold can pretty much do whatever he wants. And I would love to see him be the voice of the Birmingham Stallions. I actually think... That Eli Gold should just go find another job and show them that this was a huge mistake. You don't drive away one of the greatest announcers of all time. I don't know if there was a fallout or anything like that. I do think that the University of Alabama is making a huge mistake. Yeah, I love Eli Gold. I I actually listen to him. Uh, We have a radio station that's the flagship station for the University of Alabama football. And uh, I just enjoy listening to him. Hey, I do want to throw it back to college basketball because uh, right now, Caitlin Clark, I mean, 
it seems like, I mean, she is a superstar in her own mind. She broke the all-time scoring record for the girls uh, going past Kelsey Plum. I think Caitlin Clark is going to be a superstar in the WNBA. I know there's a lot of skeptics out there that think she's not. But I'm here to say, I mean, she is wildly popular. And even though Iowa lost to Indiana last night, Iowa is 23-4. and four, Iowa's got to win the championship to vouch for Caitlin Clark. I mean, they came so close last year. Got a huge upset against South Carolina in the Final Four. And they could not beat LSU. And I just don't know what to say. I, I think that Caitlin Clark is a very special player and I can't wait to see her and Angel Reese which I think Caitlin Clark is the better player to Angel Reese that's going to be fun in the WNBA time for another break and then I'm going to close out this show with some final thoughts you don't want to go anywhere it's the Sports View with Richard Holdridge presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live we'll be right back at Jersey Mike's, they slice your order fresh, right in front of you. And let me tell you, watching that can send a rush of emotions through a person. Excitement, impatience, baby-like wonder, indecisive, anticipatory chewing, nervous pacing, happy claps, and finally, jealousy. Because that's this guy's sub. I should order one. Good idea. Sliced right in front of you. It's a Jersey Mike's thing. A sub above. When you really need something to get you through a long graduation ceremony, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are there to give you a thrill. With varieties like Trolley Sour Bursting Crawlers, the worm's soft and chewy texture, surprising flavor combinations, and neon bright colors will give everyone a reason to celebrate. So when you want to notch the festivities up a couple degrees, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are the perfect way for everyone to celebrate. Shop now for any trolley that crawls your way. This is Austin Black, and I am the host of Behind the Tunes. Have you ever wondered about the stories behind your favorite songs and the journeys of those that sing them? Well, each week, we invite you to go behind the tunes and step into the stories behind your favorite Christian artists that shape the landscape of today's music. Back on the show once again, it is the Sports Beat with Richard Holders, presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live. I got about 10 minutes left on the show, and I do have some final thoughts. As I approach my 800th episode next week, I got to say, what a journey. Four years, two on this radio station, over 70 guests. And even though I don't have a guest today, I do plan on having several guests on next week. It's just the way the cards fell. But... The one thing I've learned about doing a podcast is I just continue to keep grinding. And I get my inspiration from up-and-coming podcasters. First of all, I'm a huge fan of Shannon Sharp. I think his club Shay Shay podcast is absolutely fascinating. He had Cat Williams on in the beginning of the year, which had the most downloads ever for a podcast. He's had guests on like Monique and Johnny Manziel and it got me thinking, I don't have to have just sports figures on this podcast. If you are somebody that's not sports related and you want to come on and tell your story and 
you know, hey, just message me. It's all good. I mean, we have non-sports people that, you know, we talk to all the time. Anyway, the Columbus River Dragons are riding high on a 15-game win streak. They currently stand at 89 points. They are in first place in the Continental Division with a 27-3-2 record. But they get ready for a tough three-game road trip as they will take on a familiar foe. Not only a team they have met in the playoffs, the Motor City Rockers and their general manager, the former Columbus River Dragons general manager, Scott Brand. I've had Scott Brand on the show before. He is so colorful, such a personality. He was a showman when he was here in Columbus, and he will be missed. And it's going to be a nice reunion for the Columbus River Dragons to face their former general manager. This is what we were hoping for the Lions to face the Jacksonville Sharks. We wanted to see the Columbus Lions face Coach Jason Gibson. But I'm happy for River Dragons fans that they, they get to be a part of this because Scott Brand really was a staple in our city. The Columbus State Cougars and Lady Cougars on the road facing Lander University. Don't forget, they are back in action at the Lumpkin Center next Wednesday night against South Carolina Beaufort for senior night. That's going to be a lot of fun. So you don't want to miss out. By the way, I may have to put this entire show on hiatus during the summer because that is when NCAA Football 25 comes out. I am so excited about this game. This is a game 11 years in the making because I bought... NCAA football 14 in 2013 and I still play it to this day and I'm just hoping that this game comes out for the Nintendo Switch if not hey probably just buy a PS5 but NCAA football 25 is going to be absolutely incredible they are going to give the players $600 for participating using their name, image, and likeness. I know that the college football playoff is already officially set. It's the five plus seven. It will be the five conference champions and the seven at-large bids. I know there's talks that they want to expand the college football playoff to 14, uh, but I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Don't forget, next week, when we got the NFL Combine, I'm going to deep dive into MLB Spring Training. We got high school baseball. So much to cover here on this show. But there is one team I want to talk about that decided to cease their operations before even playing a down in the American Indoor Football League. And that is the Albany Flint River Gators that decided, well, the American Indoor Football League decided, we don't need your services. It is tough to own a sports franchise in a small market. And I understand that fans are disappointed. And I know there was a time where we thought the Columbus Lions would go away when 
Coach Jason Gibson left for Jacksonville when the NAL decided that they were no longer members. But the Columbus Lions, under the leadership of Richard Mycelia, Casey Smith, and Lee Snow, were able to rise from the ashes and resurrect their franchise. And it's sad that the Albany Flint River Gators, which I thought were going to be an in-state rival for the Columbus Lions, are not going to exist. Now, they do have an NISL soccer team there in Albany. And I I just want to give them their flowers because they are playing. They are playing games. The Albany Aces, yes, they do exist. And yes, the NISL is treading water in year three. It, It is what it is. You got teams that are successful like the Fayetteville Fury. You got brand new teams like Magic City SC over in Birmingham. The Tampa Bay Strikers, the Central Florida Crusaders. They're doing their thing. The Albany Aces, which looks like a glorified Columbus Rapids team. I hope that their home opener does well. I am rooting for them. I don't want this league to fail. I know that it failed in Columbus. The Columbus Rapids don't exist anymore. Foundry FC can't even get a team together. It hurts. It really does hurt. But the NISL can be a good product. I mean, indoor soccer is fun. I just wish that things could have worked out in Columbus. They didn't. We move on. And I continue to beat a dead horse and talk about what a travesty it was that the Columbus Rapids left. And not even a press conference, not even an announcement on WRBL or WTVM that the Columbus Rapids are folding operations. I mean, seriously? You're not even going to have a press conference? Anyway, it's water under the bridge, and uh, I'm better off now that I'm uh, doing my thing with uh, Georgia Alabama Sports Live. As I continue to grow my audience, you know, my fan base just continues to grow. It's not just in Columbus. It's all over the world. I get followers, which I'm thinking, is this person real? You know, it's like one of those scenarios, uh, that episode of Seinfeld, where Jerry Seinfeld, who was a huge fan of Keith Hernandez, found out that Keith Hernandez was a huge fan of Jerry Seinfeld. Well, a famous actor followed me on Instagram, and well, I can't say the name of the actor, and it well, I think it was a fake account. And I reached out and said, hey, I'm a big fan of yours. I loved you in that movie and then that one movie. And it was you know, just a back and forth. And uh, I was trying to test this person to see if this was the real person. Uh, but sometimes people end up following you and half of your followers end up becoming spam. I mean, so, you know, you got to watch out for that. And uh, I wouldn't trust anybody. You know, it's it's not 2004, back when uh, Facebook didn't even exist. And uh, I was messaging people on AIM and uh, Yahoo Messenger. All right. Wow, what a show. I can't believe that we did go the full hour, but I did have 10 minutes worth of commercials in there, you know, and I sprinkled them out like E-40 throughout the show. But thank you so much for listening to yet another episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. 
And, you know, we changed the logo. You know, if you want to check out the podcast, it's found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. I got a brand new logo. I just, out of the blue, decided to update the logo, change the color scheme. I went and got a new polo shirt. I got some merch out. Sometimes it's good to have a fresh start and just change the logo. I mean, if the NISL could change their logo, why can't I? Well, that's it. That's our show. Stay tuned for Braves Country Radio with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. I know that he is very busy with spring training for the Atlanta Braves. I'll talk about all the spring training stuff going on next week. And we also got the Bracketology Show on Tuesday as we will have Elite Eight games in high school basketball for the state of Georgia, Final Four games for high school basketball in the state of Alabama. Want to try to get Gabe Reynolds on. I know his Ezel Harding Christian girls are in the playoffs as well. And I also have some surprise guests coming on the Sports Beat next week. You don't want to miss it. Everybody, have a great weekend. I will be at the Columbus Trade and Convention Center Saturday morning welcoming the new 2024 class for the Chattahoochee Valley Sports Hall of Fame. And if you're in Macon, enjoy the festivities for the Georgia Sports Hall of Fame. And we will talk to you Monday. Have a great Friday. Make it the best Friday possible. And like Josh Pate says, the grind is a blessing. I'm out of here. Hey everybody, this is Andy Crispin. Join me this week for worship as I play two hours of the best in modern worship music from churches and worship leaders around the world. And this week, my special guest is Blake Goss of New Spring Worship. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making ways in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. For us, that scripture came alive because he did a new thing actually in an old place. You don't want to miss a moment of this week's worship with me, your host, Andy Christman. WQE 99.1 FM, The Key. Home of Southern Sports and Talk. Noonan, Sharpsburg, Franklin. The Baxters have a new first book. From number one New York Times bestselling novelist Karen Kingsbury, author of life-changing fiction, comes The Baxters, a prequel. The heart-pounding story of Carrie Baxter's wedding. Amidst family tension and the worst storm Bloomington, Indiana has seen in a decade. The Baxters, by America's favorite inspirational storyteller, Karen Kingsbury. Visit KarenKingsbury.com for more information. The Baxters, available now wherever books are sold. You've been listening to another episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live. You can catch an episode daily on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key Monday through Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. This is a podcast that covers local sports to the Chattahoochee Valley. If you would like to catch a replay of the show, you can download an episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope you have a great rest of your day.